0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Snell Nation. I hope you you all are having a great weekend. Um, uh, happy Sunday! It's a beautiful day, at least here in uh, the Buckeye State. Here, um, but you know, I was gonna wait and wait a couple days to talk about this, but you know, I figure what what the hey, what, let's talk about it now. And the topic for tonight is COVID 19 vaccine mandates i mean it's yeah everyone's talking about it <clears throat> you know it's it's a part of the uh the never-ending 24 7 news cycle of uh wonderful uh propaganda and and non-thinking pieces uh, to just keep us trucking along and and heading in the same direction you know so before I go any further, there's a wonderful quote that, you know, I I figure it helps set the tone, uh, set the stage, so to speak. And it comes from a uh, Martin uh, uh, Niemoller. And the quote goes as follows. First, they came for the Jews, but I did nothing because I'm not a Jew. Then they came for the socialists, but I did nothing because I'm not a socialist and they came for the Catholics. But I did nothing because I am not Catholic. Finally, they came for me. But by then, there was no one left to help. Now, pretty, you know, it's a common sense quote, a common sense statement being made here that when we're dealing with something, Something that seems dangerous or outlandish or whatever. And it's happening to someone else. And we stand by and we we just tell ourselves, you know, uh, I'm sure that I'm sure they brought it out themselves or I'm sure they'll figure it out or, you know, I'll just wait. Someone else will deal with it. Someone else will come along and I'll just uh, press on with, with my life. And we move on. But then time passes and then we look and we see another person being hit with this same, uh, this same issue, this same trauma. But once again, it's not us, it's not our family, it's not someone close to us, it's not someone we know. So it's outside of our sphere of uh, influence and concern. So we press on. But sooner or later, it comes knocking on our door and after you you've waited and waited and, and you disengage from conversations and you've ignored this and ignored that um, and you you've failed to speak up uh, when you had the opportunity to on whatever the issue is, you know, or stand side by side with someone, you know, fighting for true justice. But by the time you finally decide to say something, then it's, it's a bit too late. There's no one left. To stay in with you or to help you. So, And what sparked this? Someone sent me a link um, for, there was a video of uh, some nurses in uh, Michigan that were uh, going before a panel or a committee, I should say, and they were talking about the harassment they faced at work because um, they exercised their freedom of choice. Uh, to decide what goes into their own bodies and they decided not to get any of the COVID shots. They're not FDA approved. So I'm not, I'm not going to call them vaccines anymore. Just shots. And the second, and it was two nurses in particular, that did most of the speaking here, but the second they, they expressed that, but they continued doing their jobs. They were perfectly fine throughout 2020 doing their jobs working with um, uh, patient, COVID patients, no issues. But now their employer, is, they're, they're coercing them and pushing them to get the shot. So they talked about some of the things they had to deal with, uh, the on-the-job harassment um, from fellow coworkers, uh, from the management. Uh, every time they come on to do a 12-hour shift, You know, constantly being haggled like, hey, do you have questions about the about the shots? Do you have questions about the shots? You know, when are you going to get the shots? Are you still going to get the shots? You know, do you have an issue with being replaced or being fired? And this was on a daily basis. That these that these nurses were harassed in this way. And this level of harassment was it was apparently effective because um, one of the nurses stated they were the last two. Um, in their, in their section of the hospital that are unvaccinated, all the rest broke down and just decided to comply because they felt it was easier because no one likes being ostracized or isolated. Everybody wants to be a part of not everyone, but most people just automatically want to be part of a herd or a collective or a group. I mean, that's, that's why so many of us connect to different organizations and groups and you know because it's it's a powerful feeling so you have this employer trying to use that um that innate aspect of human nature to get them to comply but they still refused and and it was reasonable it was just hey i you know i don't feel comfortable having something go into my body that's not it doesn't have years of testing and, and uh, years of uh, clinical trials and data and information for me to research on my own to make an informed decision. It's not FDA approved. Still. The pharmaceutical companies that are pushing these things um, have decades of controversy and billions of dollars in lawsuits and settlements and things centered around fraud and, and uh, mismanagement and You know, all forms of uh, deception at all levels. So I don't feel comfortable putting my life in their hands, knowing that if something does go wrong, my family has no form of legal recourse. And the nurses even stated that. There's no real form of accountability if something does go wrong. So I don't feel comfortable getting this. So they continue to be harassed and pushed and bullied. Um, And constantly asked, you know, how do you feel about being replaced? You know, do you have an issue with me um, boarding your position um, or putting out a a bid for your position uh, to replace you? Made comments about bringing other uh, nurses down from Canada that are interested in taking some of those positions. I mean, just a, a very hostile, intense work environment for them. And it was incredibly sad. One of the nurses um, was fortunate enough to um, have enough income and savings where she was able to just leave her job. You know, she has that ability and just stay at home, focus on her kids, that sort of thing. And her husband would just carry the carry the weight for a little while. But not everyone has that um, has that ability. But good on her for sticking to her guns and, and standing tall and saying, hey, this is You know, this is a choice that I'm making, you know, and if this truly is a free nation, you know, land of the free, home of the brave and all that stuff we like to chant and cheer at sporting events and at the Olympics and everything, you know, then they should be fine. They should be able to make that decision on their own. But meanwhile, we've got medical professionals losing their licenses for speaking out against lockdowns or mask mandates or now uh, vaccine mandates. We've got all that going on and we treat all of this as if this is just another year, another decade, but I, I can assure you that it is not. And you don't have to look far for evidence of just how bizarre um, all this is, it's happening right now. There's a uniqueness to it, um, but also a um, a familiar feeling. Anyone who's familiar with the past 100 years of world history or, or American history, and you'll see a lot of the, the same patterns um, that lead up usually to something incredibly terrible. <laughs> I I hope that's not the case here, but just seeing that video and I mean, just seeing them pouring their hearts out and and explaining all this. And you go back five years, 10 years, and they would have been able to sue their employer and they would have won hands down. But the climate has become so toxic when it comes to certain topics, um, in this case, pretty much the COVID era, anything, anything that speaks, you're speaking against the approved narrative in regards to COVID or lockdowns or masks or vaccines. I mean, you're putting a a target on yourself and it shouldn't be that way. And I, I've even found myself, I had people that would send me messages, you know, dropping all kinds of, uh, really rough language and, you know, F you and, and F this and You know, you don't know what the F you're talking about this and that in response to, you know, me sharing a video of a group of doctors talking about the rise in suicide rates during the the lockdown periods or um, the rise in uh, substance abuse and and drug abuse and child abuse and all those things, uh, primarily due to um, the government's response to COVID, not COVID itself. You know, sharing things like that. Just the the vulgarness and the the anger and the rage that comes from some people when you discuss these things, it, it's almost cult like, where you just wonder, you know, can I even reason with this person? And in a lot of cases, the answer is no. You just need to distance yourself. And even with these nurses, uh, even the video I watched um, on YouTube, I think it had a few downvotes. Um, I didn't get a chance to scroll through and see if I could see the comments. Um, But there have been plenty of other articles that I've read, and I'll look through the comments, and, you know, so many people just, they have no no sympathy for the the people that have been uh, fired on pretty much on illegal grounds. It, It is not legal to do this. But fire people for not getting something that's highly experimental, something that was rushed. Something that is um, fairly new. Yes, uh, mRNA technology. Yeah, sure. that, That in itself is a little old, but we're talking about it being used as a vaccine and being injected into human beings. That's very new. And we've never had, and we still do not have an FDA approved mRNA vaccine. I mean, I'd love for someone to prove me wrong, but I've dug around and I have yet to find any evidence or um, any proof that there was there's ever been an FDA approved MRNA vaccine. So this is new. This is new technology. This is um, uncharted waters. But you have people losing their jobs over this. You're having nurses lose their jobs over this. Individuals that were referred to as um, indispensable um, as as heroic, you know, frontline heroes, all that good stuff. And then their own organizations, their own hospitals, you know, are are just turning on them simply because they won't get this vaccine. And, And might I add that at the same time, while trying to twist the arm of their nurses and force them to get this thing, to get this experimental shot, the actual patients that are in there have flexibility They can have unlimited visitors that can come in. There's no way to confirm or, you know, find out if the visitors have been vaccinated or not. There's no requirement to. And they can't demand that they prove that they've been vaccinated. Because that's a HIPAA violation. Funny how that works. You know, HIPAA, you know, it'll apply to the patients. It'll apply to the visitors, but not to the actual staff. So it's an interesting game that's being played here where, you know, we, we like to pretend like we care about the law. We care about justice and freedom and liberty and all these things. Um, but you have so many organizations that will pick and choose when it matters. And in this case, it goes against the approved narrative. So, no, it that it, it doesn't that doesn't fall under the umbrella of justice. So, you know, no, what you're doing is a criminal act and you must comply, you know, <laughs> or you must leave. And I have posted um Different comments about this as far as mandates and that sort of thing. And on social media, and I've had, uh, you know, a lot of people like it, make positive comments, that sort of thing. Um, every so often I'll get someone that will say, you know, just get the shot. And my response is is pretty, I think it's reasonable. You know, well, I don't need it. I'm healthy. I have a uh, strong immune system that has dealt with all kinds of stuff over the years. Um, so I'm exercising my freedom of choice and I choose to not get it. And uh, I had someone respond like, "Well, choose to be unemployed or choose to be I mean just just the anger and everything." And you know, it's your your employer's right, you know. They they can fire you over this, you know, if you don't I mean some of these same people that a year ago, we're talking about like punching Nazis and taking down all, you know, fascism and all that stuff are now yelling out. Show me your papers and, you know, comply and get the shot. Do as they say, you know, and it's amazing. Those those same people. And if you call them out on it, the mental gymnastics is astounding. It's worthy of a gold medal. Because they'll look you straight in the face and they will carry on and they won't see the obvious hypocrisy and the, the dual realities that they're living in and, and moving in. I mean, it's truly, it's truly amazing, amazingly awful, but, but amazing nonetheless, you know? So I I was digging around too, and I found a, a a survey at uh, Gartner.com. I do a lot of random surveys and, and uh the topic of this survey here is uh is it ethical to mandate a covid nineteen vaccine um and then it breaks it down it's just a standard you know pie chart you can you know agree strongly agree uh disagree strongly disagree or neither agree nor disagree um and the way the way it broke down here um and I'm still trying to find out the sample size I think it was a thousand people. Um, but what they came up with was they had uh, 21% strongly disagree with it being uh, ethical to mandate COVID-19 shots and 32% that that disagreed. So we can, we can throw that, we'll throw that together. So 53% right there that disagree. Then you had 8% that strongly agree that it is ethical and you had 23% that agreed So we'll put that together. So we got 31%. We got 31% for it, saying that it's ethical. We got 53% that are against it, that believe it's unethical to mandate this. And then we had 16% that neither agreed nor disagreed, which is kind of interesting. And I wonder why, why do they even bother taking the survey, but that's okay. There's still a pretty big gap in there, which tells me that You know, um, as CNN and Fox News like to play with a lot of these polls and they'll say, you know, America feels this way because of this poll. The latest study says this, this and this. And usually the sample size is between uh, 200 and 800 people. Um, And they'll say that's a representation of America. So here we are. Well, 53 percent of America believes it's unethical to mandate these covid shots. Yet we're pushing forward. Isn't it, isn't it interesting? Like, I can't be the only one that's looking at all this and remembers just the past, the past decade we've had and feels compelled to ask some obvious questions or make some obvious statements or express some obvious observations, such as the fact that we had 8 million people die from starvation last year. 8 million worldwide, 8 million. Is starvation something that um, organizations and governments could unite over and solve? Yes. Yes, yes, they could. Did they? No. No, they didn't. Eight million dead, gone, gone forever. Could have been rectified. Nope. Nope. Not, it's just not, it's not important enough. You know, all the different forms of cancer, the, the, you know, seven million people that died from different forms of cancer brought on by, uh, the use of tobacco products could it be prevented? Not completely cured, but there's a level of prevention that could have been enforced since our uh, since our governments and all these organizations and these bureaucrats one step forward and and try to end death. Essentially, seven million people died last year from this. Did anyone? Has anyone said anything about eliminating all tobacco products? Nope. Okay. Go back a couple years. 2018, 2019, 1.5 million people die from tuberculosis. You know, is it something that's curable? Not necessarily. Is it something that's preventable? Certainly. Well, where's the focus? Where's the energy? Where's the the 24-7 media propaganda constantly shoving it down our throat about how dangerous this is? It's not there. But for some reason it is just all on COVID period. And now with the whole, with variants, and now with the Delta variant, I mean, this thing can be strung along for years and so many other causes can piggyback behind this. Kind of the same way um, a lot of causes can will piggyback behind racial justice and, and, and discrimination to, to cross the finish line, you know, and, and people will accept it mostly out of guilt or shame or, you know, they don't want to be on the, quote unquote, wrong side of history, you know, which is another phrase that I think needs to just go away. And they want you to trust the science as the science constantly changes is, you know, one minute um you know, you, you don't need masks and then and then the next minute, oh, wait, you do need masks, but wait, you you only need masks if you're within six feet, but wait, you don't need it. And if you're, you know, if you're over three feet away, but well actually four feet, but well, technically, if it's just three of you in the room, it's fine. But wait, if the room is is 24 by 35, you know, and then it, I mean, it's just constantly this this game. If it, it just to keep you guessing, you know, to keep people just us running around bumping into each other so we don't sit still long enough to ask questions. We don't sit still long enough to see that, uh, so many of our fellow citizens are being just pummeled and we should be looking out for one another, but, but we're not, we're just, we're, we're too confused. There's too much happening at the same time. Our psyche is being just, just pummeled from all angles could be to demoralize, probably to segregate, obviously to create different classes, to create a a solidified tier system, uh, two-tier in this case, I would say va- vaccinated and unvaccinated. Constant, constant propaganda where it's, you know, uh, well, they'll, they'll focus on certain stories and they'll ignore others. Now, this constant, oh, well, the... Uh, all these new infections there there's its spiking. COVID infections, the Delta variant—it's spiking, and it's mostly the unvaccinated. You know, they're the problem. You know, it's like, really? Okay. Well, I—I I say again, I have to go back to just the common sense. Just okay. If—if if the vaccines—if they work, if the shots work. Why are you worried about if I get the shot or not, if you're protected? Well, it's it's for the good of everyone. It's for the greater good. It's to protect everyone. You know, think of your family, think of your friends. <laughs> okay, well I am. That's why I, I work out regularly. I try to keep my weight at, at a manageable level. I, I run. I drink a lot of uh, fruit juice. I eat lots of fruits, vegetables, things like that to keep myself uh, at a a certain level of fitness and health. So as I get older, I don't have a bunch of medical problems and then become a burden to someone else. I think that's very responsible. I think that's something that everyone should do. But of course, I'm not going to try to force everyone to do it. Because it's not my place to dictate that what someone does with their own body, what someone does with their own time. As long as you're not your actions aren't infringing on uh, on my liberties and my freedoms, then I I really don't care what you do. But you have people on the other side of it that are rooting for these mandates that are that are cheering. while at the same time, just either downplaying or ignoring a lot of the other facts that work against the approved narrative. And one of those facts is, well, the fact that these vaccines are are deadly. These shots are deadly. How can I call them deadly? Well, because they have killed. It's kind of the same way, you know, people will say that, uh, that COVID is deadly. Well, how's it deadly? Well, because it's killed people, so it's deadly. Well, if you go to, uh, well, if you look at the numbers that the CDC are posting, um if you go to the vaers.hhs.gov site um which is uh vaccine adverse event um reporting system and you can see their numbers and many believe that it's grossly underreported that this number is may even be 1% or less than 1% of the actual number because the whole process for reporting deaths from these vaccines is it's a very convoluted process it's a very complicated process and I think I think it's by design I mean it'll be probably two or three years before we actually have all the data and information to show all the adverse reactions all the serious adverse reactions but just looking at the uh, the VAERS site now the number of deaths right now and this is as of July 30th uh, 12,366 deaths from the vaccines. Now, I share this information on social media and um, they couldn't just list it as, you know, um, misinformation or disinformation, put a disclaimer on it and then just, you know, just get rid of it and block my account, which seems to be the usual play in situations like this, because this this is strong data from a from multiple reliable sources. So they had to leave it up and, and it's and it's still up it's still up on the snell nation facebook page the snell nation um, instagram uh, instagram page as well it's all right there so twelve thousand three hundred and sixty six deaths now hospitalizations forty six thousand thirty six um, urgent care sixty eight thousand office visits ninety two thousand um, and then thousands of Uh, Scenarios like uh, Bell's palsy, uh, 4,044. Um, There's also there also have been um, miscarriages as a result as well. And what what I'll get is um, from the fact checker fact checkers, I'm sorry, the independent fact checkers. um, What I'll get is, well, it's it's inconclusive or it's partially false because um, there's still an investigation ongoing. What the heck does that mean? Like, no it it's not it's not partially false, because the people that are on your side haven't agreed with the information yet. But I love how they 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 play that game, the game of words and, and technicalities. But the reality is, these shots have killed people. And whenever people want to talk to me about the possible side effects and 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 risks and how the um the the rewards outweigh the risks then I'll say well that that's fine but you need to show all the information stop playing this game where you won't even mention the thousands that have died in this country alone from these shots the hundreds of thousands that have dealt with adverse reactions Many of those adverse reactions were serious adverse reactions, life-changing adverse reactions. The people need all the information so they can make informed decisions. And if you're going to turn around and then try and mandate it, then you really need to share all the information with people. But that's not what's happening. What's happening is this, the endless endless stream of just fear tactics and coercion and you know, all these, these threats. I've had people ask me, well, what am I going to do? Um, once it, once it becomes, uh, FDA approved. Um, and I simply stated that uh, I'll still be perfectly fine and healthy and will continue to rely on my own immune system. I know we're not allowed to say the words immune system anymore, Um, but we've lasted thousands of years without these shots. And, you know, I, I think I'm just going to carry on. Nope. Well, what happens when your employer, you know, says you have to get it or they'll fire you? Well, then I will take it to court. And if it doesn't pan out, it doesn't pan out, but I'm still not going to get it. (laughs) I mean, just I've talked to some people about this stuff and just the, the level of fear that I can hear in their voice, you know, I, you know, I can see it in the way they phrase things through their emails or through their texts. And it, it's incredibly sad, but also interesting. I mean, the same people that can show so much fear and, and, and terror and can be so irrational and, and all these things and just blindly follow things will still talk about how free this country is and how free they are. Is this country great? Yes, it still is, for now. <laughs> There's still a lot of good things about the United States. I'm still, I'm still happy and proud that, that I was born here and was able to take advantage of all the great things here, sure. But the path we're on is, it doesn't necessarily lead to uh, endless pro- prosperity and unity. I mean, we, we were constantly being chopped up into different groups and and segregated and, and our differences being highlighted over um, our similarities when the, the list of similarities is much higher, um, like we're all kind of being screwed by the the same circle of people in the same organizations over and over again that attempt to distract us with, you know, all the good things from last year, like all the racial justice, social justice stuff. And now this year with racial justice, social justice and covid Uh, ramped up to 11 but there's a focus on those differences and here we are and now we're, we're sitting back as a group and we're debating on if it's okay for an employer to fire someone because they didn't get a product that's not FDA approved that hasn't Completed clinical testing. A product that has killed thousands of people and injured thousands of people. A product that's coming from organizations, from companies that have a track record of fraud and death and despair going back decades. But we're going to force this. We're going to force people to take this. And I know some will say, well, technically no, they're they're not forcing them to take it because they always have a choice. You know, they can just leave their job. Okay. Well that's that's a that's the cutesy way of forcing someone. It's through coercion. If someone kidnaps my kid and tells me I need to do something They can say, well, technically, I I didn't I didn't make him do that. I mean, I I did take his kid that he loves and threaten to harm them if they didn't do as I said, but I didn't threaten him directly. So I didn't force him directly. I mean, we we can play this technicality game all all night long. But the bottom line is it's it's despicable and it is force by coercion. You want to continue to eat, you want to continue to be able to pay your bills and travel and feed your family, then get the shot and do as I say. I mean, it's dope. Stop questioning it. Stop. Stop asking questions. And with these nurses, um, there were one of them talked about a meeting they had um, where they were able to or they were supposed to be able to openly talk about your concerns and ask questions about um, about these shots. And a nurse asked some questions about the ingredients and, you know, the efficacy and mortality rates and all that stuff. A lot of common sense questions. And, you know, how protected am I if I get it? You know, can I transmit it still? You know, can I still die from it if I get the shot? That sort of thing. And one of her managers, I think it was um, her nursing director, who pulled her aside later and stated that, Um, The questions she asked could be considered as a fireable offense. I mean, I mean, she just just like that. You you can't ask questions. It's it's insane. But I know many people are thinking, well, those are just the nurses. Those are that's the medical field that sure, that makes sense. I mean, I'm sure there's some contract they sign where they you know, have no choice but to comply to such things. And, you know, I mean, I'm not a nurse, so that's their problem. You know, I'm I'm fine. Well, for some of us, at least that are uh, government contractors and in, uh, soldiers and government employees and such. And it, it, now there's this push for it to be uh, mandatory for us. But um, there's one little option that was mentioned that oh well you you can be tested weekly possibly at your own expense or you can you can take the shot i mean if that doesn't sound like a threat or force i I don't know what to tell you do do as i say or i will make your existence so difficult and so complicated and so expensive that you'll have no choice but to either comply or retreat to the outer fringes of this society of the new society. (laughs) And people will act like that's, that's perfectly normal. And what, and then the excuses will come out the, well, well, technically, yeah, they're government employees and, you know, well, technically, yeah, soldiers, they have to go to a lot of different environments and deal with a lot of different people and they need to be protected. Really? I mean, this is truly the age of um, sick until proven healthy. Period. <laughs> I mean, it just the things people have said to me, I it's 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 astonishing. It's absolutely astonishing. Why aren't you? Why aren't you getting it? Well, I, I just I don't I don't need it. I'm, I feel perfectly fine. So you know. Well, what about your grandmother? Um, <laughs> well, thank you for thinking of my grandmother. She she's fine. She she's she's healthy, um, and and she's not too concerned about this either. <laughs> but she's fine, and so am I. So I have no symptoms. I take care of myself. I you know I, I diet. I exercise. Those are some other words we're no longer allowed to use. Um, when the, when talking about ways of protecting yourself from um, viruses and things of that nature, we can't say immune system, we can't say exercise or diet or nutrition, you know. But there's just this constant push, so that's why I I think it it's so important, you know, and, and as I always state that you know I'm not a medical professional. You know, I'm not telling anybody what to do. And even if I was, I still wouldn't be telling or dictating, you know, what someone should do with their body and their time. That's that's your business. You know, I tend to make recommendations. Um, I tend to put information out there and then people can do what they want with that information. Uh, And my focus, as always, is uh, in the realm of freedom of choice. And for the people to get all the information, all the facts, be it positive, positive, positive or negative, all the press on whatever the topic is or whatever the product is. And this is a product so they can make informed decisions because right now it's impossible to make informed decisions on, on this anyway. And with 57% of the country being vaccinated, you know, it's incredibly sad that so many people Made in a uh, an uninformed decision, or the climate and the culture and everything was was created where someone would feel comfortable making such a serious choice with very little information or one sided information and that 's exactly what this is so it's 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 a sad day it, it really is the fact that you know what we 're in. It's not hyperbole when I say this, I I promise you, but what we're in is one of the greatest uh, medical experiments in human history. Kind of like how last year was the greatest exchange of wealth in human history and no one cared. Well, now we're transitioning. This is the greatest um, medical experiment in human history. And most people won't care. They won't see it that way. Because, you know, fear, fear, you know, be afraid, be very afraid. Instead of being informed, being very informed, you know, be terrified. And of course, now it's the Delta variant, and, and they have to do the word play with that. Um, instead of just flat out saying deadly and then list the deaths, it's dangerous. You know, it's uh, highly transmittable, the most transmittable, you know, and yeah, it, it's, it's the same old game. It's the same old game, and the reason why, well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So if the masses will just sit back and just be obedient and not ask questions, well, they'll just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And let's see. So they, 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 the masses allowed us to force them or coerce them into wearing masks, even though we know they don't really work and there's data that shows that that they're this they don't they're not meant to serve this particular function to be worn you know throughout the day and in the home and in the car and all that stuff. We can uh, coerce them into being prisoners in their own homes in their own communities. We can coerce them into uh, not going to their own parents' funerals, to not visit their sick relatives to let them die alone. We can convince them that they should distance themselves from their own children and force these children to wear masks. We can coerce them into acting a certain way in the office around others. We can convince them to um, inject foreign substances into their body without fully understanding exactly what it is they're getting and why. So if they're able to do all that, well, the sky's the limit. And so many people believe that, you know, well, if, if I just wear the mask, like everything will go back to normal. Hey guys, Hey everybody, just wear the mask and it'll all go back to normal. And it didn't, you know, two weeks to stop the spread, you know, uh, eight weeks to flatten the curve, uh, six months to return to normalcy, um, 18 years to, you know, it, it just keeps growing and growing and people just keep doing it. Like, ah, oh, well I'll stay in my home, you know, and yeah, I won't go visit my family and I won't go visit, you know, I'll stay away from my own children. And, you know, because, because the media tells me so, and the celebrities and the government and the politicians tell me so. So, They know better than me on how to live my own life and and be a human being. So I'll just do it because they promise that it's all going to return back to normal, you know, and and then the phrasing of new normal became another one of those buzz buzz phrases that have been thrown out there and so much has changed. And now, you know, people don't see that it's, it's abnormal. It's, it's, it's completely different, but you throw that phrase. Well, new normal. It's the new normal. It's technically it's the normal. It's just new. It's a new version of the normal. So it's, it's the new normal. No, it's abnormal. It's, it's totally different. You have far less freedom than you, you had two years ago. And then at that time, you had less freedom than you had 10 years ago. And then at that time, you had even more declines in your liberty, in your freedom, 10 years before that. It's kind of interesting uh, the all the things that have happened going from the Patriot Act, um, which which came out of nowhere a month after the 9-11 attacks Patriot Act. <laughs> and then it's been nothing but this endless stream of legislation with these just wordsmith to death to the point where you you have to be a lawyer in order to keep up with all these changes and addendums and everything that they squeeze in here in the in these things. I mean. And it's just been just constantly less and less freedom, more and more government expansion, less for you, more for them. It's, it's interesting. And, you know, I truly hope that more people start to pay attention and, and look around and you don't have to be, you can be tactful. You don't have to be some loud, um, uh, belligerent, um, um, arrogant, ignorant individual. When you express these points of view, you know, I, I always encourage people to make sure you understand exactly what it is you're talking about. Um, know when to walk away. It's another important another important factor. And always maintain the three C's, cool, calm, collective, cool, calm, collective, when it comes to having these sorts of discussions because there are plenty of people out there that um, have a stereotype for the, uh, for the anti-vaxxers And for one, I'm not anti-vax. Most people aren't anti-vax. They just have an issue with something that technically it's not a vaccine because it's not FDA approved. It's just a shot. It's just a foreign substance. And that's what most of America has a problem with. And also the ways being used to assist with this transition to a totalitarian uh, government. But eh, I'll save that one for another time. But anyway, you know, I I wanted to try and keep this around 20 minutes. um, But, you know, I I I just feel like some of these topics deserve um, a little a little TLC. It deserves a little bit of time, a little bit of care and love. And and you don't want to rush through some of these conversations. And that's how I view um, this podcast. I view it as a uh, as a conversation a conversation piece as a discussion. Yes, it, it's, it's one-sided, but of course you get opportunities afterwards to provide your feedback, messages, input, all that kind of stuff, you know, but I wanted to take my time and going forward on some of these topics, I'll I'll do the same thing. And I just want to slow it down. Instead of breaking it up into pieces, um, I believe just presenting it this way, um, definitely helps it uh, to become a bit more uh, palatable and easily digestible. Um, so with that, you know thanks a lot for listening in thanks a lot for your feedback and support um, and you know please just you know pay close attention to your surroundings you know always exercise a uh, a high level of self awareness and take the time to understand the issues and educate yourself because you know no one's gonna do it for you you know no one's gonna drop all the information in your lab about these shots no one's gonna drop. You know everything in your lap as far as what your uh, legal rights are in combating things like this you know what your rights are when it comes to dealing with your employer um, whenever that time comes when they make a demand um, or they make a mandate that you will get this or you will no longer work here you know i i highly encourage everyone you know take the time to every organization has a um a human resources uh, handbook and 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 some sort of form of uh, standard operating procedures or or regulations or whatever, um, but take the time to know your rights because you know a time may come where you you will have to exercise certain rights and if you don't know what they are, then you'll be completely helpless. And uh, you know the the saying knowledge is power. I mean it truly is. Um, it truly is power. And lacking. Of knowledge um, truly makes you powerless. So take some time, educate yourself, prepare yourself, and don't just assume because it, the danger isn't knocking at your door today that it won't tomorrow. You know, it, it's the nurses right now, <laughs> um, and then the federal employees and, and, and uh, military personnel. The, tomorrow and then the day after that it could be it could be you whatever it is you do for a living or whatever it is that you hold most dear and then once all the occupations have run their paces um then it'll be all the venues and everything where you can't go to concerts or go see a basketball game or go play in the park with your kids or you know your kids can't go to school and all that kind of stuff you know it's it's a pretty simple um road map there it is it's a pretty simple road map so um, that that's all I have. Um, thanks for listening in once again, and I uh, can't wait to talk to you again soon. Snell Nation out.